Welcome back. This is the Care Team Podcast. Uh, my name is Tommy Emery, and uh, I'm, I'm one of the members of the Care Team. Uh, this is episode 45 for uh, the 22nd of July. So we're so glad you guys can join us. And uh, as we, as with all of our Care Team podcasts, uh, our our scripture that we go to for for our overarching scripture is Romans 12:2. Change the way you think, change your life. But before we dive in today, uh, our soft start, we have a couple questions, and those questions are never have I ever. So uh, we're going to dive right in. So never have I ever put gum under a chair when you were done with it. What, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> have you ever done that? <laughs> yes, I've done that. Okay. No, Any? never have I ever done that. Yes, I did it. Okay. So I'm going to lure you and put you on the spot. When did you do it? In school. I used to get in trouble for chewing gum at school all the time. <laughs> I think I was the person who would like discover and be like, that really needs to come off, but I don't really want to do it. So. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Never have I ever tasted soap unwillingly, meaning you may have gotten in trouble and you had to. Had to. I'm supposed to say if I haven't. Yeah, I have but I have. have. You have. Yeah. Okay. I'm I so confused by this. I game. have. <laughs> my my mother loved to. Oh, you're gonna sit here with this soap in your mouth. I mean, that was awful, um, wasn't it? It was awful, and it tasted terrible. <laughs> and yes, it is. It is a good punishment. Is that a real thing that people did? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you didn't. Know, you never did that. Nope. Oh wow. man. I think for me, I always remember dial, like the yellow dial, yep. before all the dial was. Yep. Had the different scents. Yep. The only time I ever had soap in my mouth was when I would take a bubble bath as a kid and I would make a bubble beard and then the soap would go in my mouth. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Thank you Lord. By the way, because we're in the midst of her favorite part of the podcast, I yeah. want to give a shout out to Melanie. Oh, Melanie, hey, Melanie, I know you're oh. listening out there. This goofiness is just for you. <laughs> Hi, Melanie. We dedicate our goofiness you. to you today. So, <laughs> Melanie, we miss you. All right. Never have I ever walked over five miles. I have. Yeah. I probably have. I have. I have. Yeah. What's the longest you walk, Kelly? I don't know. Probably around seven and uh, around one time. Okay. Because I was on the beach and we were just like walking and then I was like, we have to turn all the way back around. And that so is intense then, with sand and everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. He- heads up, Tommy would win this. Uh, out of, <laughs> yeah, for, for real, having his military. We know you uh, win. Uh, it was uh, 50 kilometers, oh. which ended up being 31.5 oh. miles. Oh, yeah, you gosh. win. You win. <laughs> I think mine might be something like 18 well, miles. but yeah, the, the, the first time it was volun- uh, it was it was required, and the second time I was voluntold. So oh. I, I got it. All right, and the last one is, have you ever run into a sliding door? Like, walk through it. A sliding door. I'll, I'll lead by saying I have multiple times. And actually, but in my defense, it was a screen door. It was a screen. That okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I have. I'm pretty sure that I have. So I'm just going to say yes. I'm pretty sure. I've run into every kind of door. So <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. And I, I have too, because as a, as a kid, we had a, we were on a lake and we would always rush out the, the patio and down to the lake. And yeah. I'm pretty sure I rushed right into the glass. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, as we dive in today, we want to talk about, we want to pause, we want to um, talk about the, uh, the the challenge with single and parenting, and, and uh, we just kind of want to talk about uh, what does that look like, what are we talking about, and what are some solutions? We really want to focus on what some are some solutions, and and uh, Lori is our subject matter expert. Uh, she leads this class on Care Night, and uh, so Lori, I'll just kind of just kind of kick it over to you. Wait, Tell us I about was just hoping parenting. you were going to give me some solutions. <laughs> <laughs> Lori is is a wonderful leader of our single and parenting group, and uh, so we're just honored to gosh um, to have her on the team. 
thank you for everything you do uh, to lead single and parenting. And I just think you do a wonderful job and we're just so grateful uh, uh, for everything you do. There's so many things to say about parenting as a single person. Um, I will have to say that of all the things I've been through in my life, it is the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm -hmm. And it's also one of the things that's the most, um, alienating. I think people just, they just don't understand. They don't get it. Mm -hmm. It can be a little bit lonely, um, and just, you know, just challenging. And, you know, my kid's dad is in their life, but we don't, we don't co-parent together, uh, which is unfortunate, but, um, so sometimes I feel like I have to be all the, all the things Mm -hmm. you have to be the disciplinarian and the one that comforts and the one that does, you know, the day-to-day logistical, who's going to get where, when, and, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's just something that keeps you so busy and it's, I don't know, it just, it just leaves time for a little, I mean, children consume your life, you know, in, in any way that you parent, but sometimes you just feel like there's, there's not time for extra things and it's overwhelming and exhausting, but you know, it, it can be fun too. Mm-hmm. you know, my son and I have a, you know, we have challenges, but we, we have a relationship where we, we, we get along really well and we can talk well and we sometimes you know, stay up late and do silly things like go and drive to get donuts at midnight. It just, I guess, you know, when you're in a traditional two parent household and sometimes you do things more traditionally. And when it's just, mm-hmm. when you're the only parent, sometimes you feel like you can get away with doing things that are a little bit more offbeat or more fun. And it's, it's a little freeing sometimes. So Lori, something I wanted to bring up and, and maybe a statement and a question, um, is just to let our listener know that, um, like yourself, most single parents don't seek to be single parents. That wasn't the plan. That wasn't the idea. They didn't wake up one day and say, I'd really like to do this by myself or be a single parent. And yet many people find themselves in that situation. And I think as, as a church, as a care ministry, we also have to be honest and real about that is not um, God's idea or view of the best situation for parenting children either. And I just love to hear your heart behind that and maybe even just to help those that are listening who find themselves in a similar situation, um, how you lean into God, how you have processed that. Um, so I know that's very open-ended and kind of a big question, but just what, what, what your gut is on that. Um, 100% that I don't believe that it's, it's God's you know ultimate plan for parenting is to have one parent. I, I believe that, you know, all children need the presence of a, you know, a strong male role model, a strong female role model. And it just, it just works better that way. Um, and, you know, I was a parent, a partnered parent for, you know, six, the first 16 years. And so it, it's a whole relearning process because you're kind of missing that chunk of parenting. You know, a lot of times in a marriage relationship, you just kind of have things you naturally gravitate towards and I'll do, I'll handle this. I'll do the math homework, you give the baths or whatever. And when you lose that other half, it's, you have to sort of readjust. Um, and something I think about becoming a single parent is there's so much guilt. There's just mm-hmm. so much guilt because, you know, a lot of a lot of times people become single parents because of a divorce situation, which was with me. And your kids are heartbroken. Your family, you know, your family and your life is turned upside down. Finances are different, locations different, you know, rules are different in each house, and you you think about your kids and and how they're struggling, and they're not gonna oh they're not gonna have 
what I had growing up. They're not going to have the the mom and dad and the, all the memories and um, and it's and it's adjustment an adjustment period for sure. But you know, you slowly realize that you can create your own ways of doing things, your own traditions. And absolutely 100%, I could not have done it without leaning into God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so besides obviously leaning on God and, you know, making prayer a huge part of your life is have having people around you is so important. People just mm-hmm. to, to be able to talk to, to vent to. Um, if it wasn't for these three, <laughs> three people on this podcast, I'm not sure, you know, how I would have handled some of the things I've been through the last uh, year or so. Um, and... You know, my kids have wonderful grandparents who, you know, I literally couldn't get my kids where they need to go a lot of the time if they didn't step in or just, you know, just provide some of those extra things that I'm, I'm lacking just because of being busy. Um, but, but along with that, sometimes you get people speaking into your situation who are always well-intentioned and that, you you know, you need some advice, you need some different perspectives, but you have to remember that you're the only one that knows your child and you have to handle the situation the way, you know, is going to work best for you and your child, the way that God wants you to run your house. Um, and you, you can't let others influence the way you parent out of the way you, sh- you know, the way you, away from the way you should be parenting. Um, and, you know, Kelly and I were talking earlier about, you know, single parents. She, she grew up with a single mom and, Um, I've often wondered, thinking about my kids and them thinking about their childhood, how their perspective is different and what I could do better um, to kind of fill in some of those gaps or, you know, just, just, I know what my perspective is as a single mom, but I I wonder what it's like looking the other direction too. Yeah. um, So my mom and dad split before I even really remembered it. So I was about a year old, I think when Mm -hmm. they got divorced. They were only married for a couple years, I think. Um, and me and my mom actually lived with my grandma for the first seven years of my life. So it was very like, I had two role models in my life, but it was like, they were both female. Um, but I actually really enjoyed it because I feel like I had a good support system. I had my grandma and my mom and I went to my dad's like every other weekend for a while. Um, starting in middle school for a little bit. And I think I'd went before that, but for some reason I took a break from it and then I ended up going back. And to be transparent, I didn't really ever have a good relationship with my dad. So I was okay with not going every other weekend. I was just kind of content with just being with my mom and my grandma. Um, But there were times I obviously knew my mom was very stressed and like there was a lot of that that I kind of like saw And I know when I was younger, like, I just wanted to not make her feel that way. Like, I was like, I hate seeing my mom stressed. What can I do to make this better? Um, Which was kind of a hard position as a kid, because it's like you put that responsibility on yourself to make sure your family's okay, even though, like, you're the child. Um, And so, yeah, over time, I went to my dad's a little bit more, and I stopped again whenever I got into high school. And then back in 2012, my mom met my now stepdad. So I've had a good father figure in my life for about 10, 11 years now. So that's been really great. But I remembered in that first seven years of just me, mom, and grandma, um, because when I turned seven, me and mom moved into a house on our own. So it was like the first time mom kind of took that big step of like, okay, now I'm going to, like, I can build this life for me and my daughter, like taking that step. And I remembered 
it was a very different dynamic because I think she kind of had even more stress at that point because it was like, oh, well, now this is my house and like these are my responsibilities. And, you know, it was just it was hard to kind of witness that. But my mom is also wonderful and she's she's done so much and she sacrificed so much for me. Um, and I don't think I reflect on that a lot. I was just like, this was my childhood and this is my life. But she really did do a lot and stood up for me and herself a lot when it came to just how I was raised and just the influences she kind of let in her life. And honestly, the reason I was born was the reason that she got into church and became a believer. So just seeing how God has used that um, is just a huge, just seeing how God is such a, um, a redeeming, restoring God. So it's just, it's, it's a weird dynamic, but it's kind of like if that's what you were raised in, it's just like that's your normal. And then you kind of get older and you're like, oh, well, I don't even know what it would be like to just have a family with a functional mom and dad. And sure, because that's just how I was born and that's how I was raised. And so, yeah, I've kind of you kind of get used to it because it's just what you're born into. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm pretty open with my kids. You know, we talk a lot about how we feel about things and just but, you know, you're talking about seeing your mom stressed. That's something that's a little bit hard for me because my kids see that and I think sometimes they will hold back or not say what they feel or do things different because they're worried about how it's going to affect me. Mm-hmm. And it, I have to let that be okay sometimes because I can't always have 100% of everything on my shoulders. I just yeah. can't. But it's hard for me to see my kids, um, you know, take on some of that burden that they shouldn't have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something I think it's a part of both your stories from both perspectives and I know Tommy's got something for us here is, is your fit is your, is your, is your faith, Lori? And your mom's faith, Callie, mm-hmm. and how different it would have been and how different it would be for you, uh, Lori, if there wasn't faith. And uh, Tommy, what, what do you have? Well, one, one thing I was thinking about as Lori was talking about earlier when she was talking about you know, leaning on God and God's understanding, you know, I thought about Mark uh, chapter 12, verses, uh, uh, I think it's 30, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, 29 through, uh, through 31, uh, where Jesus talks about uh, the, the 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 most important commandment, and He says, "You know, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second is this: you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's no other commandment greater than these." And I think back to like I've heard people, you know, I know we've all heard it on a plane, and we've heard people talk about it on a plane, but the importance of taking care of yourself first to make sure that that you are healthy, that you are connected mm-hmm. to, you know. Um, uh, the life, the source of life, mm-hmm. and, and being connected there first before we're connected with our kids. E- even in a, even when 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 in a non-single and parenting situation, just as a parenting situation, taking care of ourselves. So I, I just when when you were saying that, I just kind of thought about you know the, the the greatest commandment and connecting with God first and, and being that our source mm-hmm. of life before we try to love our neighbor uh, and love our kids. As we yeah. as we transition into solution, and I know, Lori, I'd love you to talk uh, maybe some specifics about your class, the group that you run on Care Night, which we're getting ready to uh, start up again August 23rd for all of our groups. Um, and you, you, as you were both talking, I was thinking about the importance of church and church community, um, the old saying that it takes a village to raise a child, and especially when we're talking about a single and parenting situation and and Lori, while you shared, I think, an important perspective that when it comes down to specifics and really knowing, knowing, knowing your child, you don't, you know them better than anybody else. I still think there is a really important 
part to play in the support that we get from our church family. Yes. And, and um, uh, I don't say that term family lightly. Uh, we are uh, the family of God. We are the bride of Christ. We are that as a group. Uh, we each bring our strengths and how God made us to the situation. And we have that, hopefully, to help and offer one another. And so as Tommy was reading the scripture and it, love your neighbor as yourself, this is one really important way that we love our neighbor is um, encouraging and helping one another raise our children. And I don't think that's different for two-parent households. Everybody gets right. overwhelmed being a parent. Everyone hits a wall and doesn't know how to handle a situation. And we really need to help and support one another. Yeah. Um, but one, one thing I think about, too, is that uh, the one thing I, I see God working in and through you is I think about Second Corinthians 1. It says, Blessed be the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort which which we ourselves are comforted by God. So there's a lot going mm -hmm. on there, but we see that God is a God is our source of comfort, but then he's also comforting us so we can comfort others. And and I see that in you mm -hmm. and through you yes. in, in yeah. your service. Absolutely. Every season when you when you're when you're serving uh, single parents. Well, and even before that, you know, talking about church family, if I didn't have my church family to remind me, you know, about God's comfort and that he, you know, who he is for me and what he can provide, you know, that that's just invaluable to me. And mm -hmm. sometimes, a lot of times, kids just don't want to talk to their parents. And, you know, I know each of you in this room have to have talked to both of my kids about, you know, certain things that they didn't feel comfortable talking to me about or just, you know, a different perspective. And, you know, as I've, you know, grown more confident in becoming a single parent over the last few years, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm completely lost every, every day. <laughs> we're, all, but, we're all lost. <laughs> but um, this this class um, has been as much or more of a blessing to me as it has been to anybody who takes it. But it's um, it's you know it's it's a video based class full of lots of you know practical knowledge, advice, wisdom. Um, they cover you know topics from. You know, fi finances, how to handle finances when you go from a, you know, a possibly a two-income family to one income. And, you know, for me, I'm down to, you know, making less money, but I'm also free to spend it however I want, which isn't always necessarily a good thing because there's nobody <laughs> else looking at what I'm doing. So, you know, I have to be more diligent about my budget and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they, they talk about, they address things like, you know, the mom guilt or, you know, parent guilt because... Your kids don't have maybe the, the lifestyle that you think they should have. Mm -hmm. um, it talks about um, relationships, you know, trying to have a relationship while you're a single parent. Um, most, you know, me and most of the single parents I know are very protective of their relationship with their children. And to bring, you know, another adult into that, that's, you know, you have to be really careful and do that in a certain way and not, you know, you don't necessarily want to introduce everyone you you date to your kids because mm -hmm. you're still trying to figure it out and they're you know they're they're impressionable and they attach and um so it just you know lo lots of good wisdom and of course it's you know scripture based but the the my favorite part of the class is just the conversation that we have you know being able to share experiences uh, praying for each other and and the both of the classes I've led so far, we've been able to connect even outside of the class time. And, you know, I'll get a text. 
hey, I'm going through this. Can you pray for me? Or have you ever mm-hmm. been through this? And it's just, it just has built a really good little small community. Mm-hmm. I think so, that's a, yeah. go ahead, Tommy. Well, I was just going to say, like, you know, you, you bring up the fact that it's scripture-based, and I love that. You know, everything we do in all of our care groups spring out of God's Word. And, and I think about Matthew six thirty three, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And so when I think about your class, what, what, are, some, what are some of the, you know, what are some of your, your the lessons that either you find as uh, as just really critical or what are some of the, the, the things that you get, what are some of the topics that you find as just really hit home and, and, and you see people have that aha moment? Mm, one of the things for me and actually a lot of us um, were a couple of the lessons on uh, setting boundaries and consequences and sticking to those things and, you know, in a godly way and not, not letting guilt for your situation take over that mm-hmm. that's always a really big thing. Um, and we, you know, there was someone in, in one of the classes who, you know, we, we had a, a class about relationships and, you know, you know, the, the subject of sex outside of marriage came up because, you know, you've come out of a marriage, you're going into new relationships and, Um, there was someone in our class who was actually living with her boyfriend at the time and, you know, she had children and she was kind of starting to question, you know, is this really what God wants for me? And, you know, we talked about some scripture. We brought Tommy into our class one day and (laughs) talked about some things and just had real honest conversation. Um, and she has since kind of reevaluated things. She let that relationship go in order to, to honor God and her her wife and her family, and she mm. she's just blossoming in things she's doing. It's it's been really really cool to see. That's awesome. I I really wanted to emphasize something you were saying about groups, the the discussion and the support. Um, we differentiate here at Northside between our support groups and our life groups, mm-hmm. and I I don't want to give any impression that our life groups are not supportive because they are, and people really are living to get life together. Um, walking life out together, but our support groups specifically, what we offer on care night on Monday evenings, um, offer just what Lori was describing. Um, People with uh, similar struggles, similar issues, being able to talk through, pray through, and really support one another in uh, taking the next right step, getting healing. If there's an, if there's a something else needed counseling therapy, encouraging one another to do that and really finding the support you need. So, we, we say all the time that um, care night is fluid and organic. If we don't have a group for what you're struggling with, we'd love to, to, to have one, to get one. Yep. Uh, all we need is the leadership and the curriculum. And so what, whatever it is, and um, I was just trying to find the specific scripture and I couldn't find it, but I know that um, children, whether we're talking about a dual parent household, a single parent household, adoptive parents, blended families, that children are a gift from God and that literally they are on loan. Um, we don't own them. They don't belong to us. They belong to God. And we ha- all have um, the responsibility to raise them in a godly way. If we teach them right, even if they depart, they'll return. We know that from Scripture, that that we're planting the seed, we're, we're helping them know where the answers are and leading them godly, and we have to support each other. All of our families need to support one another. But I am. I need to be reminded, and I'm hoping to remind people that are listening today, that 
our children have lives to meet, that God has plans for them that are separate from us. We don't own them. They're not an extension of us. They are their own person with their own soul, and God has plans for their life, and we have the responsibility of helping them get there. Yep. That's good. Well, again, Lori, I just want to say thank you for everything you do uh, to lead single and parenting. and I just think you do a wonderful job, and we're just so grateful uh, Absolutely. Uh, for everything you do. Mm-hmm. But before we close, uh, Lori, can you uh, remind people how to get how to get connected with uh, Single and Parenting? Uh, yeah, you can sign up for Single and Parenting and any of our other support groups um, on our church website. Um, the care page is mynorthside.com slash care. There's a big red join a support group button. Sign up um, and groups start Monday nights at 630 on August 23rd. Yep, just a few weeks away. As we get ready to wrap up, we're reminded that prayer is primary. And uh, so, Tom, do you mind praying us out? I would love to. Thank you. Well, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about single parenting, a difficult subject. Um, We're so uh, fortunate uh, to have Lori as a part of our team and leading our group on that and um, to get to to um, to assist her and and walk with her at times and and vice versa. Lord, I pray for all listening, all parents, single, um, dual parent households, um, foster parenting, every everyone. Lord, is in a slightly different situation, but Lord, I lift them up. I just pray that they would lean into you, that they would follow your word, that they would um, have a a church community, a loving community, grandparents, aunts and uncles, friends, um, just people to support, because it really does take all of us to to lead a child in in your way, Lord, and that's really what's important, that that we are raising um, young men and women who know you as their Lord and Savior. And know and know where the answer is, and that's that's squarely with you. So, Lord, thank you so much for um, this podcast and for all the folks listening and all the people that contribute. Um, bless Tommy who does all of our mixing and and just make sure that this comes out every week. So, Lord, um, this is a day that you've made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. We're so glad you could join us today, and don't forget you can catch us every Thursday morning at seven a.m. Uh, to catch this episode or others. And that's on Amazon Music, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, or Apple Podcast. You can also go to mynorshow.com slash care for additional resources. Love you, and we'll catch you next week.